The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus went out to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose twelve of them, whom he also called apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, and James, and John, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who is called the Zealot, and Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. Jesus came down with them and stood on a level plain with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. These multitudes had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate the Feast of Two Apostles, Simon and Jude. There's not a lot known about them. It's very sketchy in the Gospels, although they are named. But they are apostles, and so we can say much about them just in a general sense. The apostles were the foundation stones of a new temple, a new church. They were to spend much time with Jesus, intimately with day in and day out, hearing him teach and seeing him heal and cast out demons and the compassion that he showed to the down and outers. They were gradually formed. Now notice how Jesus chooses these. He spends the entire night in prayer. So this was one of the major decisions of Jesus. And he chooses not the great and mighty. He doesn't go into the best synagogues and rabbinic schools to find the brightest students. He goes to the common people. Each of these 12 were ordinary men and from very diverse backgrounds. Notice we have Matthew, who was a tax collector in cahoots with Rome against his own people, collecting taxes for them. On the other hand, Jesus chooses one of our saints today, Simon, who is a zealot. And the zealot meant that he was part of a political party within the Pharisees who were adamantly opposed to Roman occupation and were prepared to use force and certainly opposed to paying taxes. And yet Jesus chooses each of these and others as well, forms them to be the bedrock of a new creation, a new church. It speaks volumes to us today because we're common people as well. Not many of us are super educated, and yet God is choosing us to be his representatives. First of all, disciples, which means a student, to learn about Jesus, to learn about the church's teachings, but also an apostle. An apostle means one who is sent. Just as the Father sent Jesus and Jesus sends the apostles, he's sending us. We don't have to do dramatic things, but just live our lives in accordance with church teaching in union with the Holy Spirit. Live good lives, lives of love, compassion, mercy, reaching to those who are in need. Notice that Jesus goes up the mountain to pray. 
He's the new Moses. Moses went up Mount Sinai. God came down upon Moses, gave him the law. Here, Jesus is the law personified. He is the Torah. He goes up the mountain and he gives a new revelation, which is, this is my church. Twelve ordinary men that I will transform. That's what the first reading is saying from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. You are no longer strangers and aliens, Paul says. You are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In Christ, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built spiritually into a dwelling place for God. That's our call as well. And particularly now that we're coming into a family of parishes, this is a new reality. Bishop Fabro has asked that we do this. It's a golden opportunity for us to build the kingdom of God right here in Sarnia by coming together in unity, taking our place as apostles, as the sent ones. And we do it only because the Holy Spirit, if invited in, will transform us, just as Christ transformed those original apostles. The other thing about our two saints is they were martyred. They went to Persia, preaching the gospel, and eventually Simon was sawed in two, according to tradition, and Judas was um, crucified. But now they're in heaven rejoicing forever and ever in the beatific vision with all the angels and saints, and they're calling us also to be zealous for the Lord and to preach the good news. There is one statement that Judas, one of our saints, does say, and it's in John's Gospel, chapter 14. He asks a very important question. Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus gives this remarkable answer in response to this question. He says, if a man loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Beautiful. And that's the invitation that we're being offered. If we keep the commandments, the Father will love us. He will come to us and make our home in us. And that changes everything. And that's how we transform the world. So we thank God for our two saints. There's not much known about them, but they are recognized as apostles. St. Jude is known as the saint of lost causes, and that's because when he was martyred, his tomb was venerated. Many people came to pray at his tomb, and they reported remarkable healings. And so that was very early in the church, and a tradition arose that he was the saint of lost causes. And of course, there's many hospitals now built and over the centuries with that very name. And so we thank God that he uses the ordinary people who say yes. May that be us. Yes, Lord, I want to be one of your sent ones. Come into me. Transform me. Form me into your mission. And we will together build this new reality, the family of parishes here in Sarnia. Let's pray for one another, collaborate together, and God will do remarkable things.